Hi, this is George Thorgood. Hey, this is Pat Travers. Hey, this is Steve Lucas there of Toto. Hey, this is Ryan. Hey, this is Chuck. We're in Black Top Mojo. You're listening to Guitar Talk with Jimmy Warren. Hey everybody, Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. So thankful that you're with us. This special edition on Friday, January 15th, 2021. That's right, we're in the new year and we are just knee-deep in it. (laughs) Right? Knee-deep in it, that's for sure. You know what, I've got two episodes tonight. They're going to be back-to-back. That's two amazing bands, four incredible guitar players. And we're going to kick it off tonight with Blacktop Mojo. The guitarist Ryan and Chuck, you know, it took some time out of their uh, hectic schedule in order to to chat with me about the band. One of the things that I love to ask bands like this is when they have multiple guitar players is how that dynamics works for them. You know, how do they come up with their parts? How do they work together in order to make the band and the songs sound as great as they do? And so you're going to really love some of these uh, bits and pieces. So I'm going to, you know, probably have to just shut up and uh, let you guys listen to Blacktop Mojo. Here we are, Chuck and Ryan. I tell you what, I really appreciate you guys uh, taking some time uh, to talk about your playing and your band and stuff like that. You guys, you guys got a great band. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's great. And I tell you what, what else is great is Ryan dressed up like a clown in a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I tell oh you, yeah. I'm telling you, man. You could make a living playing in horror movies. It, it was it was pretty scary, you know. The Nathan Nathan was also pretty pretty horrific too, man. It was uh, it was entertaining for sure. Yeah. I actually thought Nathan was the creepiest one. Yeah, it was. Like, oh yeah, as far as the clowns go. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It was it was so cool though. It was so cool. Anyway, you know what? Oh, yeah. I'd really like to talk to you guys about um, some of the early days as you as players and that, you know, one of the things I like to find out is, you know, how people got influenced in the play and the guitar because stories are so unique. And so, Uh um, you know, if you guys don't mind, I know there's two of you there, but if you guys wouldn't mind just sharing, you know, how you guys got started uh, playing guitar, what kind of influences you had in your life that made you decide to, to pick it up. Go ahead, Chuck. Um, well, I started when I was in fifth grade, and I started because I heard Metallica, ACDC, Foo Fighters on the radio, and uh, I, I actually started off as a drummer. A lot of people don't know, but wow. shortly after that, I just stopped because I wanted to pick up the guitar. You know, I saw Kirk Hammett, you know, on VH1, you know, when, when you know, TV actually played music videos, and um, he really inspired me to pick up the guitar, like Angus Young, um, and then later on, you know, I discovered Zach Wild, um, Joe Satriani, Paul Gilbert, Ingve Malmsteen, and the list is insane. Yeah. So um, that's really how I got started. You know, my first guitar was a, it was like a, like a generic Strat knockoff. And uh, I had like a little custom amp combo and, you know, it did the job. It was enough to really 
me into playing guitar, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that pretty much sums up everything. So did you, uh, did you have any musical influences in your family? Was there anybody in your family that played or, or were you the only one? You no, know, I, I was the only one. Yeah. Um, everybody else was in the sports and other stuff. And I just, you know, I discovered, discovered rock and roll early on. So yeah, you were the lucky one. I haven't. Look back then. <laughs> you were the lucky one. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ryan? Man, mine's kind of similar. Uh, actually, I started out a little bit, a uh, little bit later than Charlie. I think it was in seventh, eighth grade. Uh, but uh, my dad actually kind of got me into rock and roll music. Uh, I think it was the first time I heard Boston. Oh, cool! And uh, you know, hearing Tom Schultz's guitar tones is just, man, I just gravitated towards that at first and then my dad uh that kind of got me intrigued and my dad started playing um pretty close to that time he started taking lessons from a friend of his and he got me more intrigued and uh i started i started learning and and then uh actually creed's first album came out and then that's what hooked me so i'm a i've always been a mark Tremonti fan and stuff like that but that 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 got me going and um yeah, I mean, just just that, and then I, you know, I started listening to Metallica, you know, the Black Album, and yeah, uh, which some people hate it, some people love it. That was the album that got me into Metallica. So, but uh, but no, it was it was Metallica. Then I started listening to, uh, you know, the Zeppelins and ACDC, like Chuck and all that stuff, man. Just all your all your bands that have really guitar heavy riffs. That's that's my that's my bag. Right now, when you were uh, when you were starting out. Uh, did you take lessons and are you a studied player? Do you play by ear? Uh, actually when, um, the first, the first instrument I actually played was I, I took piano lessons Okay. for about two years and hated every minute of it. Cause it was real, it was real run of the mill. I mean, the teacher wasn't bad. It's just, I, I just wasn't interested in piano, you know, after a couple of years of doing it and, it just wasn't cool enough for me, I guess you could say, or at least for the music I was learning. But <laughs> so by the time I, by the time I picked, now I appreciate it. Now I wish I kind of you know learned piano and stuck with it. But um, but moving up, moving forward, when I started learning the guitar, I just picked it up by ear, and I, I think I think it might I think the piano lessons might have helped a, a, a little bit with with my ear learning, you know, learning by ear and ear training and all that stuff. So yeah. Uh, self-taught player, just kind of, I did it, uh, through lesson books, you know, chord books and all that stuff. And I just kind of learned, you know, like I said, at the time, my dad was, you know, when Creed's first album came out, that was, you know, my dad's my hero. So I, I was listening to what he was listening to. And, and so I just kind of learned Creed songs by ear because they, they weren't that difficult technically and, uh, or on the technical side and just went from there, man. And it just, I loved it every minute of it. Yeah. So, how much time did you spend on it? I mean, playing when you were when you were young and just you know, just getting into it. Man, it it was hard to say. I think, man, for me, uh, that's probably one of the biggest regrets. I didn't have any kind of guidance. My dad, my dad was learning, but he didn't, you know, he didn't know everything. I and mean, he he was pretty much a beginner player too. And, right. um, so I'd spend, I don't know, maybe a couple three hours a day. Um, you know, whenever I didn't have, also had football and all that in school, and you know, I was 
I was a busy body when I was younger. Um, I kind of wish I was like some of these uh, guitar heroes you hear of that just lock themselves up for eight hours a day, like Chuck did when he was little, you know, Rick, when he was younger. But I, I just, life didn't allow me to do that at the time, but I spent as much time as I could, yeah. you know, on it. And, uh, and uh, I'm glad I did, man. I mean, it's, it's, as soon as I played, that's the, that's the, um, I knew I wanted to be, you know, some kind of musician. As, you know, being a musician has a career, so. Right. Uh, and luckily, I, you know, we, we, life treated us right, and we're able to do it for a living, and that's all I could ask for. Yeah, yeah. And, and the same, uh, he just said, Chuck, that you, you locked yourself up for eight hours a day. Did you do that? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I did that during high school. I'd get home from school, or there was like a half day or something. Um, I would just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out. I mean, I'd socialize and stuff, but it was, I was mainly focused on wanting to get better. And, uh, I actually did take lessons growing up and I learned, you know, basic chords and basic songs, a lot of like the nineties hit songs, but it, it, I wasn't achieving what I wanted to. I wanted to get into like the, the shredders, you know, get into shredding and all that stuff. Cause I discovered like guys like Inde and stuff. So um, actually a mentor of mine, a good friend of mine, um, Joel Wanasek, shout out to Joel Wanasek, he was my guitar teacher, and he was, um, at the time, he doesn't really play much anymore, he's more of a producer, but he was like the shredder, like the local shredder, like the go-to guy, so he mentored me, and I took lessons from him, and kind of taught me how to achieve what I wanted to, so, um, but yeah, I, I was the guy eight hours a day locked up, not so much anymore, but yeah, yeah I was definitely that guy. Yeah. So were you guys, uh, you know, well, if you're locked up eight hours a day, you know, the guitar is your thing and that. But are you guys, you know, just as passionate about about gear and about equipment and all things guitar? Or is it more just centered around the music, making great music? I love everything. I love every aspect of it. Um, man, if, you know, it's crazy because, uh, you know, coming up, uh, or doing doing these records, um, of course, I never had a bunch of money growing up, so I never really had the opportunity of going going places and trying amps out and buying them. You know, that's that's something I would love to do. Um, so we actually, for now, we're using the uh, you know the Kemper amplifiers, the profilers, but um, but I'm I'm looking to change that too in the in in the future. You know, going. I love I love all of it, man. But yeah. um, as far as you know, all aspects—music, gear—it's all. I, I I try to nerd out as much as I can on it on everything. So yeah, you the same way, Chuck? Uh, yeah, I mean, I used to be really, really into it, like using different tube amp heads, which like what Kiefer said. I eventually wanted to as well. I I miss the real amp. You know, there's just something about the real a real two-band blend behind you. Um, and the campers, the campers are great. You can just use anything in a camper. But, yeah, as far as gear goes, I guess I'm more focused on the music aspect these days and playing. And I'm also into, like, engineering and production and that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I'm interested in gear, but not as much as I used to be. Yeah, you don't see too many guys. At least I don't. I haven't seen a whole lot of guys that are actually using the Kempers live. I know there are some in that. Um, yeah, you know, you guys sound great. You know, and I know the Kempers. A, it's a great tool in that. But uh, 
It's it's not something that you see too often. I only know a few players that do it. So it it was that yeah, like that. Actually, there's, there's, sorry to interrupt you, but no, there's a good. bunch of bands using campers now. I mean, we've the last festival we did, almost every band was on a camper. There's one band, really? one band I think that was using tubes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and for us, no, we don't we don't have. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, no, you're you're fine. I was just going to say, you know, is it something that that's nice because you can? Do do you have like do you dial in presets that you switch from song to song, you know, in in yeah. that, or is it you just yep. set it one way and? Man, for us, we do. Uh, no, I mean, you know, because uh, for example, like can't sleep. You know, um, you know, there's there's that there's that cool sound and clean part at the beginning of it so mm -hmm. what i do as far as setting the camper up i'll i'll find a heavy amp that i like and i'll base all my just about everything that i have all my dirty channel is going to be that amp and then all the special clean stuff i set up different amps for for different or different patches uh for that kind of stuff but um so i'll have me and chuck have five different banks that we or preset banks that we use that hold five different amps Right, and so we'll switch that. We'll switch. It's just you hit the button on the pedal board to switch it up, and then you got five new amps. You know, right? That that kind of thing. So, man, for us, it's you know, it's it's a convenient thing. I mean, you know, we don't have a whole lot of text, and I'm not I'm not a amp repair guy, and right. it's just it's a lot less nerve wracking when you don't have to worry about tubes explode or fuses getting blown and stuff like that. And, right. Uh, yeah. For the most part, you know, so, so are that's, you, that's, that's the reason we play like, the dark side. Especially when you're doing 60 days in a row, I mean, it's a convenient thing, yeah. you know. And, and it's and it's light. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're talking about yeah. 20, 20 pounds versus 50, you know, um, or however heavy a head is, I don't even, I don't even know. Uh, but, uh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I do too. So, but, uh. But no, it's good. We still run tabs and stuff live, though. I mean, there's still volume behind us and on stage. Right. But we're not totally mute, you know, like some some guys are. I, I like the I like the old school feel of having something behind us. Right now, you guys yeah. run, you guys running analog pedals, or are you using just the straight patches through the camper? I'm I, I'm uh, we're running mostly just straight out of the camper. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not a big we're not big effects dudes. You know, yeah. we're we're pretty raw, of course. Most of the stuff goes. So, I mean, if we if we get it, if we come out with stuff that has effects on them, then we, we may think about doing that. But as far as yeah, I mean, we're just we're using everything that the camper has to offer out of that. Yeah, I know a lot of guys, and it, and it helps to have a great sound guy too. You know, Jack Jack gets some of that credit too, man, because he he makes them all sound great. Yeah. Front, so. Yeah, I know a lot of guys. You know, like to stay away from pedals live as much as possible because you know you just never know what can happen <laughs> you know yeah it, it does dirty up the signal chain and you got to worry about you know patch cables and, patch all cables. That and uh, yep yeah oh. that's crazy well you know i, I gotta know you were you guys because uh, I, I don't know this this part of the history of you guys but were you guys playing together prior to uh blacktop mojo did you guys know each other prior to? No. Um, no, actually. No. It's been less than years ago. So I was, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from um, Wisconsin originally. 
Um, I live in Texas now. But all, um, basically, I was in bands and stuff, signed a couple bad record deals, and I was just really fed up with the original scene in the Midwest area and just played in a cover band for a while. And, you know, um, I got a call from a previous manager saying, hey, I got this band, you know, they're called Blacktop Mojo, and they're looking for um, a guitar, another guitar player because their guy left. And I'm like, oh, well, I've heard of this band. I've heard them on the local stations, rock stations. Like, cool, you know, so um, basically he, he related information to Nathan, and Nathan called me, and he forgot on the phone, and we just hit it off, talked for a couple hours, I was in my old kitchen, and we just shot the shit, and it was, I guess the rest is history, you know, I came here four days before a tour, rehearsed, he said I went over parts, and that's, the rest is history. Yeah. So, and now, and now we hate each other's guts. <laughs> no, yeah, we have our own. We have our own dressing rooms now because we just. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I take my own. I take my own bus just to get stay away from Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> stay away from. Stay away from Chuck. So, how do you guys? Uh, how, how do you guys uh, come up with your parts? Do you guys get together and you know and, and work through it? you know, that way, or do each of you come up with something and then you guys come together and, and that? Man, it's all a little above, to be honest. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no rhyme uh, or reason. It know, just we'll, happens. No, it yeah. just happens. Now, we'll have we'll have an idea for a riff, like Chuck sent me one the other day, and then I'm like, yeah, I like that. Let's, let's make a song out of that. Or, you know, Cat and Matt have that. written, yeah, and Cat and Matt might have, written a song and then we put music to it um just just different stuff like that uh we put a song together the other day and uh and then me and then i went later with chuck to tighten up our guitar parts and to come up with like little intricate licks you know within the within the song that we could put in there so man it just comes it comes differently each song it's just it's it's crazy there's no formula to it really well you guys compliment each other you know, you guys complement each other, you know, players, because, you know, you're not identical by any means, but, you you know, you're both great players. Yeah. But you complement each other. Thank because, you. Because, you hey, know. It, it, uh, to me, it, it's great because we are different uh, styles. We're different players, you know, so it's cool. They, co- they complement each other. And a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times there's egos, there's people just don't get along, and, you know. You know how it goes. You know how bands are. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So you guys share in uh, share in the glory, right? So you guys don't fight over. Okay, well, I'm taking the lead here, and you're just gonna have to sit no. back and pound sand. And <laughs> man, I like it. You know, I like the. I love the, that Chuck is able to take a lead, and and then we come together in a lead part, like on the void. You know, it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I I take the first lead, Chuck takes the second, and then we come in together with harmonies. Man, that's just cool shit to me. Excuse my language, sorry, you might have to bleep that out. Uh, but uh, no, you're good. oh crap! <laughs> no, you're and, good. Uh, uh, and uh, but no, man, we that's in in since Chuck has that ability too, as good as he is on the on the shred and stuff, man. It, you know, it's it's really nice because we can come up with pretty pretty good stuff, you know, between us. So. 
It's yeah. magical, Chuck. It's magical. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> it is. Magic, magical relationship. No, I'm just kidding. It is. So it seems to me that, Chuck, your guitar preference is the Dean V's. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, there's a stint where I was with a different company and played like the Les Paul style and kind of disconnected from using the V, you know, and actually when we went to go visit the Dean headquarters to get our guitars, I wasn't planning on getting a V. I, I, I looked through all the guitars. I didn't want a dime guitar. I didn't, no, no offense to those guitars. I just don't want to play it. Um, I looked at some Strat styles and I'm just like, man, you know, I, it's just not happening. I'm not finding anything that, that fits me. So our rep, Josh, uh, went, he's like, hold on one sec. He went and grabbed a V, one of the Vs, one of the um, 79 Burst Vs, Sunburst Vs, and I, I plugged it in. I'm like, this is it. This is where it's at. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Vs definitely my thing. So. Yeah, it will. It, it, it seems like it. It's a great guitar too. And now you, now Ryan, you play some. I've seen you with a Dean too, but I've also seen you with some mm-hmm. Pauls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, What's your so preference? We were, well, it's obviously Dean now. That's right now. It's uh, we're, that's what I'm playing is a Dean. Uh, they call it a thoroughbred, and it's kind of a Les Paul shaped right. guitar. But uh, before we were with Dean. Uh, we got hooked up with Gibson, and so I was playing Gibson Les Pauls for a while, um, for probably two, probably three years, and then the rep, the rep from our, the, our rep had moved on to something else, and then it was almost impossible to get a hold of anybody if we needed something, and then, um, and then we got, and then our, uh, previous manager got us hooked up with Dean, and they've been great, man, I, you know, it was just the camaraderie of the company and the brotherhood, you yeah. know, with Dean that I love so much. Right. And yeah, that's why they're, they're my like friends, family. man, because we call them. We, if we need something, they, they they send it over, no problem. And they know that we're good for it as far as, you know, keeping them, um, you know, shouting them out and all that, all that kind of stuff. So, right. Uh, yeah. So, and I used to play, I've got, but my collection, man, I've got, a Fender Strat that I started out on, 97 US Fender Strat, and then I went on to Paul Reed Smith, and then get some Les Pauls, and now now Dean. So yeah, well Dean makes great guitars, you know. Oh yeah, he yeah, makes, I do. Mm-hmm. yeah, he makes great guitars. So you know, he's a good guy and he yep. makes great guitars. So let me ask you this: When you guys are in the studio and you're recording, are you using the Kempers uh, to record as well, or are you yeah, using a variety of different? The last couple of the last couple of albums, we've it's been all almost all campers, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Sure Very has. Cool. We're, we're looking to we're looking to dive into some real ass on the next record too. We're looking at that. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in Nashville probably, and and uh, we're gonna be yeah. We'll be renting renting some some actual heads, you know, and and uh, getting getting that tube right. tube amp well, I, back in there. I, I could see oh. Chuck with a Friedman. You know, oh yeah, you read my mind. Yeah. You read my mind. Big keeper, and I was talking about that. Yeah, I yeah. can, I can see you. Uh, you're a Friedman. Yeah, that's definitely a Friedman. Yeah, great ass. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what, Joel, a, Joel Hookstra from White Snake. That's what he plays. Is freedom. Uh, he uses uh, Friedman, and he don't use no pedals. He just straight amp. Yeah, 
That's it. Straight amp, man. I think, yeah. I think Steve Stevens does the same thing. I think. Yeah. Yeah, if you need that high gain, boy, yeah, that's, that's a great amp. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, I want to get, get the diesel. Oh, you want to get diesel? Yeah. That's a good amp, too. Yeah, I want to I wanna try I want to try out some diesels, man. I've, I've uh, you know, uh, I love, like, tools, guitar tones and stuff like that. So it's, uh, I just want to see, you know, see what they're all about. I would love to try them. Right. Well, you know, one of the things that, that I really like about you guys is, you know, I don't, I don't know if people say that you're diverse, but I find you to be very diverse. And what I mean by that is, is that you guys can do that hard stuff and it's just as cool as shit. But at the same time, you know what, you guys can pick up an acoustic and you can do, you know, uh, like that one tune you did, the the Fleetwood Mac cover, uh, Dreams, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys can turn yeah. around and do something yep. like that and it just, it just smokes, man. It's just so good. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. That was a that was a fun song to do. Yeah, you guys have uh you guys have done some great music in that. You guys are great players. I gotta ask you though, uh, I read in your in your bio that uh in two thousand and seventeen when you were recording the uh, Burn the Ship uh album, Burn the Ship's album, that that's when everybody yeah. quit their day jobs and everybody moved into a house together. Is that right? That's that's pretty accurate. It was close to that time. Um, I was working a I was working a job. You know, I was making fifty fifty five a year, and you know, I was doing pretty good for myself. But uh, Nathan and Nathan, our drummer, had called us or called me one day and said, "All right, we gotta we gotta see if we want to do this or not, and we gotta make the decision now." Because I mean, we can't we can't just sit around and work day jobs, and we gotta go on tour and all that. And I'm like, dude, I'm down. Let's get a game plan together and blah blah blah. And uh, so um, Nathan's house—it was crazy how it worked out. Because in fact, Nathan's house down the street that we that he lived at had burned down about maybe two months two months before he called me. And then the house we're living at now had come up for sale because he was living at his one of his dad's rental houses for a while. And then this one that we live in now came up for sale, and that's when that's when we decided. Uh, back in 2016, uh, to, to just go full fledged music and, and do it. And, uh, I'm glad we did, man, because we, it's, it's been an adventure, let's just say that, but it's been a good one. And, um, and we're doing, we're doing okay, you know, even, even with circumstances, you know, we're, we're all in consolidated one, into one house right now. That's fixing to change, but, uh, it's, it's been great, man. I mean, I don't think there's any other way you could do it. At least for us, there there would have been another way to do it unless we were working working full time jobs and all that, you know. I just and that wouldn't work. So I'm glad we did what we did. Yeah, some people can't pull the the trigger on that, you know. They and and that's what yeah. that's what that's what holds them back because they got all these other other things in their life that you know are kind of a priority, like a job. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You got it. Yeah, you got it. You gotta jump in with two feet if you want to do it. You can't just you can't put one foot in. You gotta be all for it. You know that's just how it is. Yeah. But and we're, we're, we've been blessed, you know, not to have any, not to have like a big tragedy or anything like that. You know, we it's been for the most part okay sailing. You know, it's been pretty smooth sailing. So um, you know, nobody has kids, uh, 
And, you know, me and Nathan are going to be married next year, but, you know, the wives have known us since we've been doing this, so it's no different to them. You know, they, they're very understanding and supportive, so that's that's good to have on our side too. Right. The other thing that's a benefit, I would think, is that you guys could, you know, become pretty damn tight as a as a band. You know? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And man, what's crazy is you'd be thinking we practice and do music all the time, but we really don't while we're at the house, um, unless we're unless we set you know a deadline to do like an album. You know, we we just kind of let songs come up like Cat and Matt. They'll just sit out here in the carport and I'll come up with something, and then I'll come up with something. But it's uh. We just, we really, we've been playing, well, my point is we've been playing together for so long that we really don't need to just beat a dead horse with rehearsals, you know, because we, yeah. we've yeah. got the songs, we just, we just knocked, basically we just knocked the rust off about a week before a show, and usually we're pretty good, and it, it, it'll take us, a, like we're on tour, it'll take us a couple of shows to tighten, really tighten back up, but yeah, we, we don't just constantly. I think if we constantly just pounded the music, I think we'd get burned out. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So so why don't you tell me about Static? Now, I see on Spotify that it's, uh, you know, it's an EP. It's out as an EP. But on your website, it says mm-hmm. it's coming soon. So is is it going to stay an EP, or are you going to actually release an album called Static, too, fully? No, uh, well, the, the website might, might be need to be. <laughs> Be updated because we run we run everything ourselves pretty much. So. Oh, okay, I got it. Thank you for letting me know that because I'll let Matt know. But uh, <laughs> but no uh, singer slash web developer. No, it's gonna exactly. So um, but no, we we uh, that's just the EP. Yeah, and it's great. Those are those are actually some of the songs that we had left over from Under the Sun that didn't make the first cut of the record, but we wanted to really give those songs a light, you know. Uh, see the light of day so well let's make an EP out of them you know and release them who cares you know there's no the good thing about I guess Spotify and all that stuff is there's really and if you're an independent artist like us there's really no wrong way to release yep. anything anymore I mean some people release singles yep. uh, some people release I mean a lot of people are just releasing EPs every six months to a year you know and yep. I don't know I like the all, I like the album idea but um, I also like maybe doing that releasing an EP in between or coming out with a deluxe album or something like that you know it's just all kinds of options out there yeah it's 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 uh yeah, there's a lot of options the digital age yeah 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 the digital age exactly <laughs> But you know the guitar parts on those songs though once again I got to go back to the fact that you know you guys interact so well together um you know uh-huh. some of the you know the uh, the interactions of because there was some tones that were in some of them albums that seemed like really kind of oh I don't know like maybe had a heavy like univibe kind of sound to it in that and uh, the way you guys you know interacted in in that you know together on those was was really good man uh, I think my favorite one out of that was, was Watch Me Drown that was that was a great song. And you know, and you can't go, you can't go oh. wrong, man. Your singer, oh my god, Matt. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> that dude, man, can, yeah, he's all right. That dude can, that, that dude can yeah, fucking he's sing. He's a singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he is. And uh, blessed to have him. I mean, it's um, 
That's a re- I mean, really, it's, that's that's probably the hardest thing to find. I mean, he's yeah. a great vocalist that has Ooh. it so naturally that a lot of the times he don't even have to try. You know, he's always on key. You know, I mean, it's he's he's great all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a great singer. And so, what's the what's the game plan? I know right now, you know, COVID's kind of got everybody on lockdown a little bit. In that, I see you guys got in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just writing. We're getting we're getting ready for a, another album. Yeah, and you know it's in the baby stages of of, of the writing process. But um, yeah, I mean it's that's basically the game plan, you know. And then hopefully, you know, I don't know what the what the future holds. Hopefully next next by next March, April, May, we're going to be on the road again. But um, in the meantime, we'll be we'll be writing for another album. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be great. Can't wait for that to come out. That'd be cool. Now you guys are doing some. Yeah. You guys are doing some uh, some streaming shows. I saw some acoustic stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing that. Uh, we we did we did one last week, and it was called uh, I think it was called Story Time or something with Mojo. Anyways, right. Yeah, we've been kind of dipping in the streaming stuff, and um, I don't know when we'll stream another show. Uh, we've actually got a couple of shows this weekend, luckily, uh, in Arkansas and Oklahoma, but they're a little acoustic stuff and, uh, just trying to, trying to do the shows and trying to stay safe from the, from the, uh, from the COVID at the same time. So, um, yeah, but it's, that's, that's basically the game plan, man. I mean, there's, there's so little going on with the industry right now. Just, uh, it sucks. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're ready to get, we're ready like everyone else is every entertainment. And it, everybody in the entertainment business, we're we're all ready to get out and do our thing. So. Yeah, yeah, everybody's chomping at the bit to get going. And then, you know, it's it's hard to stay yeah. it's hard to stay in front of in front of people at the same time. You know what I mean? Because you got to stay, you got to yeah. you got to yeah. somehow stay in front. So it's probably genius to you know release the EP. You know, because it keeps you in yeah. front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, that was, I think that was kind of the kind of the, you know, game plan in between, you know, we were like, well, we also need to stay kind of relevant in, in, in people, you know, in people's ears, you know, while let's give them something to listen to while they're stuck at home. And, uh, so I think it helped out a little bit for sure. Yeah. It was great. Well, I got to tell you guys, I, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to, to chat with me. It was, hey, no problem. it was definitely a pleasure, uh, uh meeting you guys. I, I'm a fan. I am a fan. And uh, Thank when, you, man. when you guys get up to Chicago, you, when you guys get up to Chicago, I'm going to try to have to, you know, hook up with you somehow, some way, you know, and see that show. So uh, don't want to miss it. Well, anytime, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, we'll, yeah. Uh, just uh, anytime you, yeah, anytime you see <laughs> us, man, just uh, give us give us a shout on Facebook or um you know, usually Chicago's Chicago or Illinois in general. Uh, you know, we usually stay if we have a show. We usually stay in McHenry with a buddy of ours. So I mean, you know, just let us know. And we'll, we'll get you in the show and uh, hang out with us. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. I appreciate. It. And Chuck, yeah. I appreciate you connecting with me on Facebook. That's really cool. Hey, no problem, man. I really no appreciate problem. that. If you tried to message me, I'm sorry, because I, I haven't, I'm not good at uh, checking Facebook anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, you <gotta> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I don't know. 
That's cool. I appreciate oh, I meant you in my message requests. Oh, heck yeah. It's like See, I, I don't even... There you go. Oh, next, hit me up anytime, brother. Tell everybody in the band I said yeah, hi. All right. Say again? I said, yeah. tell, I said tell everybody in the band I said hi. Okay, oh, we will, buddy. All right. You guys have Let's a good night. Uh, take it easy, man. Yeah, stay safe. Uh-huh. All right, so there you have it. Chuck and Ryan from Blacktop Mojo. I want to give a big shout-out to those guys for participating in Guitar Talk. It was a real pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Make sure you're following them everywhere and that you go and see them every time they're within a 500-mile radius of where you live. Okay, how's that sound? Uh, right after this episode is uh, a back-to-back episode with the Georgia Thunderbolts. Guitarist Riley and Logan from that band are on that show. But just so you know, we also have a bonus show on this Sunday, which is the 17th of uh, January. Gideon King, jazz guitarist, infusion guitarist Gideon King from New York City is going to be with me. It's going to be great. And then next week, our regular show on Wednesday is with Carl Verhan, best known as the guitarist for the uh, rock group Super Tramp. And that now Carl's played with everybody and anybody, and he's a master. He really is a master of the guitar. And so there's so much in that interview that you're going to want to take with you as a guitar player. So, uh, Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get off this, make sure you're following me, Jimmy Warren, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, Jimmy Warren Radio on uh, Facebook. That's our Guitar Talk page. Uh, Subscribe to our website so that you don't miss anything. Also, we just launched our brand new YouTube channel. And so now, you know, we're going to ask that you just go there and subscribe to our YouTube channel because everything uh, from Archive from 2020 is slowly going on to to, uh, our YouTube page. But at the same time, all the new interviews are pretty much Zoom interviews. And so they're all in video format. So they're going to be posted every single week uh, going on on... um, YouTube, as well as any reviews and demos on gear that's coming up. I actually got a review on the Blue Bear Overdrive from Vex Audio that's going to be coming to YouTube here real, real quick in that. Okay. And then also, too, now you can support us on Patreon. You can go to Patreon forward slash Guitar Talk. And you can help support us for just a little bit of money. I think it's like five bucks or eight bucks or ten bucks or you know, there's different packages. They're not very much, but you know, they help support uh the show and you know keeps me rolling in great, great guests in that. So because there's some amazing people coming down the pike. I don't know. I just announced that Ricky uh Medlock, uh guitarist for Leonard Skinner, is gonna be on. So uh that's gonna be Really, really cool. And then we're also getting a uh, dual interview with Steve Lukather and Joseph Williams of Toto. Both of them have solo albums coming out on Mascot Records at the same time. And so I will be interviewing them as well here at the end of January. So, so much stuff going on. It's just incredible. So uh, thanks for tuning in. 
Make sure you visit us at guitartalkofficial.com. Until next time, man. Appreciate it.